Echoplex Media, boo. I'm white and I've got everything I need. No one clutches their presses when they're in a room alone with me. And I can drive for any neighborhood I please. At any hour, and the police don't do a thing. So if I see a penny on the ground, I leave it alone and fucking flip it. I'm a straight white male in America. I got everything I need. I'm a guy getting paid more than a girl with a degree. And I can walk down the streets after dark, no one wants to rape me. And I can get a girl pregnant and just as easily flee. Just like my straight white male dad did to me. So if I see a penny on the ground, I leave it alone and fucking flip it. I'm a straight white male in America. I've got all the luck I need. I've got a pile of broken mirrors and I'm walking under ladders and I'm spilling tons of salt. But to me that doesn't matter because my skin and my gender and my orientation are the best things to have if you live in this nation. I recommend it highly. Shit's gonna work out for me Cause I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need Oh, welcome live viewers and welcome people on the podcast. This is the Intellectual Dollar Tree. We do the show live right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Media. That's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, you can support us at uh, echoplexmedia.com. Click the support tab. Find your favorite way. Obviously, live viewers, bits and subs and gift subs and all that are good, but the split on that sucks. So if you found another way to support us, uh, the split on that's usually better. Plus, sometimes you get a shirt. Um, Producer Dave, and uh, in addition to being on Grinder, you're probably going to find me on the r slash Scientology subreddit because there's a pretty uh, nasty article coming out the day that this podcast comes out. So... Check the r slash Scientology subreddit and see if people be talking about me. And I am HK Perrin. You can find me on Mastodon at hparin at port87.social. Fantastic. So I was looking for something a little new, something we haven't really, not, not, not a subject matter we haven't covered, but I'm like, we need to find some new people. So I found this YouTube <laughs> channel called The Radical Center. <laughs> Okay. Do you know what fishhook theory is? Uh, no, I don't. Do you know what horseshoe theory is? Yes. It's like, it's like imagine that for fishhook, where you, you, you go from left to right, and then the hook starts coming around and points back to the center. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I think this is going to be fishhook theory. So this is called deprogramming. Understanding woke is a belief system and behavior system with Carrie Smith. This kind of harkens back to that episode of... Um, we that ex Scientologist Chris Shelton we watched when he went on trigonometry and started talking about social justice like it was a cult. So I thought maybe this would be another uh, good piece of content in that sort of sphere to take a look at. 
I don't think I've ever seen this, the Radical Center channel. They have 20,000 subscribers, so we're not punching up as much as we usually do here, but they do have a lot more uh, subscribers than we do on YouTube, and um, yeah. Um, oh, also, we uh, we cracked 5,000 uh, followers on uh, Twitch just a couple days ago, so that's pretty cool. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, onto this piece of content. We've never seen these people before, so let's try to be especially focused on what the fuck they're saying because uh, we've never seen them before. Today I'm speaking with Carrie Smith, and Carrie, you're the host of the Deprogrammed podcast. And uh, as I was just about to say to you before I hit record, this is a bit of a different uh, sort of a departure for me because most of the people that I've spoken with have reached out to me to talk with me on this um whatever this is this youtube channel podcast yeah. thing and uh i actually reached out to you so i'm really happy to be I like her hat. To you. you uh i found your podcast unsafe space that you were doing with carter laren at the time mm -hmm. and i guess was it 2019 or 2020 when you guys were doing that we started at the end of 2018 so okay. yeah but we okay. were doing it up until uh 2021 i believe or 2022 2021 okay. I'm, well, I found it. You guys were already underway. And, and so there had been, it was, it it's was weird to me that 2019 was five years ago. I was in graduate school and I was trying to figure out what the heck all this woke stuff was. I didn't have a language for it. Really. I couldn't articulate what I was experiencing. <laughs> and I just knew oh, that there was something ideological that was happening. That was changing the way people were talking and thinking. And it was like, it felt very, very totalizing and very, strange to me and i i had not experienced that really previously and so she's experiencing the ev evolution of language and concepts in a university and she's like what the fuck is going on it's like uh ma'am ma'am ma a university is a place where language and concepts evolve it's one of their yep. one of the things you do there she's like i just didn't understand it i don't know it never never really had my ideas challenged before by any any concepts that were new to me i just kind of knew everything before now i don't know about this thing this is going to be <laughs> fucking insufferable i can already tell i'm i'm going to get like really annoyed with this really fast i found you guys about the same time i found critical therapy antidote which is a really i don't know if you're aware of who they are but I'm not but that's a great name the names yeah, of these shows yeah. are are it's pretty fucking wild critical therapy antidote I think she probably, maybe she means critical theory antidote. Maybe, maybe she just misspoke, but maybe there's a show called, I mean, people, people should be writing these down. We're looking for new people to fucking cover on the intellectual dollar tree. And this might be, <laughs> might be rife with name drops that we could use. Group that was founded by Val Thomas in the UK and another um, counselor who was in the U S and then it started to gather steam. Val wrote this wonderful piece for um, new discourses that I found and it just really articulated what I was experiencing and why I thought it was so wrong in the therapy field. And I was a graduate student in mental health counseling at the time, but you and Carter also really helped to articulate that. And as I watched and listened to you guys, you went through the knitting thing that happened and with the knitting community. And a girlfriend of mine is a, uh, one of, she's my best. What friend, happened? So was there drama in the knitting community? We can look into that next week if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know about the knitting drama. I, I maybe will. Well, I don't know. You'll you'll have to. You'll if you really want to know. If you really want to know about it, you'll have to get me some content about that because I 
<laughs> I don't have time for that shit. And Indy Yarndyer, who was watching this happen also at the same time. And yeah. it was really, uh, it was profoundly helpful to have people dissecting this and actually describing what was going on. And I was really grateful for the work that you guys were doing. And so I'm excited to speak with you because I think that you have an you have kind of a an interest. Oh, we're already nothing changes. We're already the isn't it great that we're having this conversation part of the conversation at two minutes and thirty <laughs> seconds in. <laughs> yeah, every time, every time, it's so common we don't even have it on the IDW bingo card. That's how common it is. We should make that the free space. <laughs> an early to this awakening that a lot of people have been going yeah. through. So thank you so much for speaking with me today. Oh well, thank you for having me and I. It's funny, it takes me back to that time period you're talking about. And and when you say early to an awakening, um, it makes it, it kind of, I, I necessarily have to contrast where we're at today and look at how much ground we've taken, mm. I think. Yeah. People who are, whatever you want to call us, reality-based, based. I heard that based came from reality-based. So like Oh, that. no, based came from based. Oakland, you fucking dumbass it came out as as a lot of good american slang does it came out of the hip-hop community in either oakland or los angeles and it did not come from reality based um i don't know the etymology of it but i i just based on where where it came from oakland the kind of oakland berkeley like hip-hop scene probably didn't come from reality based based people and there are more people waking up all the time and it's not just it's not people on the right. That's the, you know, the common misconception mm -hmm. is that, oh, this is a right left thing. It's not my, I, my husband is a musician and I got to go with him to some of his shows in Europe last year. We were there for five weeks. It was amazing. But um, Amsterdam in particular, I was a, a, sort of a, a reminder that I needed that base doesn't mean right left because even mm -hmm. we can get pulled into that dichotomy sometimes and you know i met what? all these people in amsterdam who are in this left progressive artist hippie kind of community musicians artists who are all based mm. and they're progressives and mm. they're completely awake they've they've had for a lot of them they woke up during covid the covid restrictions in their country but for others it was um oh seeing what's happening to the farmers there in mm. the netherlands and you know that that was a, a good reminder to me that you know even i sometimes can get sucked into this right left crap and that's not what it is and so i i love it when i meet people who are either still on the left or they're they're leaving the woke part of the left but they're they're still progressives because i'm like yes it's not a right left thing you are mm -hmm. evidence you yourself you know mm -hmm. it's just about being awake to the things that are happening in the world wait wait a minute this 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 kind of we've heard this before not in this context right but it's like oh people are waking up to this this reminds me of the chemtrails people yep yeah, also, um, she's saying she loves meeting people on the left who agree with her uh, because she says, okay, it's not a left-right thing. Well, that to me indicates that like, if you meet a whole lot more people on one side than the other that agree with you, you, you just, like, that is a, a right-leaning thing, right? Well, I don't know. I, 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 because there, there's there's... The other thing could be that, like, 
you know, she's at an after party for a fucking concert or whatever. And she's talking about this weird shit. And maybe the people, if she's in the Netherlands, maybe, you know, like a lot of people there do speak English, but English would likely be their second language. And maybe they fucking aren't even sure what she's saying and don't really want to fucking argue with her. Cause everybody's on Molly. <laughs> like who, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's like things you talk about yeah. at an after party and things that you little conversation, little things that you're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever. What do you think of the second band? You know, like <laughs> to me, it sounds like uh, like an anti-abortionist, uh, you know, someone who's against abortion rights, saying, uh, oh, I love meeting people on the left who are anti-abortion because it it means it's not a left-right thing. Like, no, that's very clearly a left-right thing. There just are some people on the left who are anti-abortion. Like sure. it's not a hundred percent a left-right thing, but like nothing is. But I also, I like I said before, I also just like wonder about like the context of these conversations. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, most people actually like just don't want to argue with you most of the time at most <laughs> places, right? Like, I think that you know i think that that plays into like her story to like a like a, a a larger degree than a lot of people would think i just can't imagine like getting into an argument about whatever woke is at a fucking concert <laughs> yeah or like the after party or whatever i just i feel like i feel like it's so i feel like it's so it's the wrong place and i feel like people are going to like go along to get along and hope that you shut up and talk about something else Especially if you're like the the wife of one of the band members. Right, right. Or, you know, or the husband of or even the best friend of one of the band members. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. And yeah. like Yeah, it's just not the time and not the place. And again, like the other thing that's missing from this is like <clears throat> in that society, right? She's like, Oh, these people are into free health care and you know, they like drugs are legal and stuff. It's like, well, you think of those things as like liberal things here in the United States, but over there, that's just government policy, long-standing government policy. And like, I think probably the conservative people over there are probably fine with the free weed and the free healthcare because it's just like a fact of their life. So you, you know what I mean? She's mm -hmm. also like, she's like missing, like, it just seems like all the context, the, the whole, the entire context of where she is, who she's talking to and stuff is just removed from this. And she's like, Oh, I'm in the Netherlands and these are the progressive people. And it's like, well, they just have a different society and the conservatives are fighting a different battle there than the conservatives here are probably. And so they may agree with you about some of the, what, what she might believe to be the, um, you know, the overreaches of what they're referring to as the woke left. But, at, but, in, but then again, like being in favor of free healthcare or legal drugs or whatever, I'm not sure those are seen as like culture war or um, like political debates over there because it's just, the status quo it's like the the the, mm -hmm. the 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 it's just what's going on and people seem to like it so like <laughs> i i think she's just like she may not be understanding that either she was in a group of conservative people or that the context of where she was at was such that, that nobody wanted to argue with her yeah that this in particular this dangerous ideology that i used to be wrapped up in mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, it it isn't a right left thing. And that's been an interesting process for me in engaging with this, this, I don't know, it's a series of issues. So it's not just one issue, but I guess this whole cultural phenomenon 
uh, as I've been having these kind of public conversations, not kind of public conversations. Uh, did I miss it or did they actually talk about like what the actual issue is other than just woke? Well, it's it's this is it's interesting. They're talking about cults and cult deprogramming, but they're totally using in-group language here. Right. Where they're assuming okay. where they're assuming essentially that the people know exactly what they're talking about, which is uh, interesting because uh, that's a lot of what goes on in cults and control groups is that in-group language is used <laughs> yeah. to signal uh, the fact that you're part of the in-group. Actually. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people mean a lot of different things by woke. So, like, what exactly do they mean by it? It's in It's all in-group talk, dude. But they're, you yeah. know, this this lady uh, is probably going to claim to have some expertise about cults and control groups as she as she as they use in group and like in group nomenclature and, and don't explain what they're talking about. Um, I would have always considered myself to be a liberal. I at one point would have considered myself to be very far left and did. And then I realized what that actually is and realized that, no, that doesn't represent me. And so when I made this channel i named it the radical center because i, I it was kind that. of an ironic name because it shouldn't be radical to be in the center but right now it feels that oh way. you're the first one who ever came up with that idea good job nobody ever <laughs> get the fuck out of here like come on everything is pulling us to the pool clever so much and as i've been doing these conversations and having these a lot of the feedback i get does come from the right and it's critical of the people who are um speaking on this channel uh, i mean, I, I do feel like on left. some issues they're being in the center is definitely radical right but that's i don't i, I don't want to like go over like i don't like there are, there are other times and places on this channel where we talk about like left right stuff i try not to do a lot of that on the intellectual dollar tree okay but like but go ahead i guess well, what I mean is like, it depends on the issue. Sure. ...that they're still stuck in a leftist paradigm or a liberal paradigm. And I have a lot of thoughts about that. For one thing, it's it's interesting that no matter which, if you try to stay in the center, you're misconstrued by both sides. Yes. And and the other thing is that I think that the... Well, no, that you do, like what a lot of people do when they say that they're in the center is that they've, they like just... Uh, plot out a point in whatever fucking spectrum you want to say there is say this is my idea and then they just build a fucking ivory tower there and call it the center like then they go stand on it and look down <laughs> on everybody else they're like oh look at all these dumb yep. fucking people it's that clowns to the left of me jokers to the right idea except that that song wasn't about politics so, like, <laughs> yeah uh people in the center oftentimes are just you know they're either contrarian or they they're actually leaning one way and they've just decided that they are the center and that it makes them better and smarter and more thoughtful than you i mean no one's in the center on every issue you just can't be it's not reasonable to think that you're like right dead in the center on literally every issue some issues are like like binary choices like, should we raise or wire immigrant children to death? That's a binary choice. Yes or no. So there is no being in the center on that. You know what I mean? What if we just do it to some? <laughs> yeah. But like, also, this is like why I like if somebody tells me they're like moderate, 
I like totally like have a lot, like I'm like, I, I, I think they're probably, you know, they probably have thought some things through, right? Whereas I think claiming you're in the center is almost just a reaction to, to stuff to try to tell people it's, it's like a virtue signal, essentially that you're going to be more reasonable than other people. Whereas people who say that they're moderate, like they're not going to hide, they're not hiding the ball on you. Right. They're going to be like, Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm fair. I'm conservative on some things, but I'm fairly moderate. And I do hold some, uh, some liberal positions. Those people are cool, right? They're like, they're they're. I mean, they're, you know, that I mean, you may disagree with them or whatever, but at least like you can have some kind of conversation where they're not just like declaring themselves to be the, the most reasonable person in the room by virtue of their belief, <laughs> by virtue of the ivory tower they've built at what they have themselves decided the center is. <laughs> yep. And everyone to the left of me is left and everyone to the right of me is right. That's right. And they're all idiots. <laughs> I am the only thoughtful one. <laughs> voices right now, to some extent, are not those that are that are validating the right, but those that are speaking to the people on the left who still have their eyes closed. Yes. And that's that's kind of a, I went through I, I have my own channel now programmed i told you before my husband made this sign so i have to show it off awesome <laughs> um but one of the things i try to do on this channel and i have to remind myself of this periodically um is not just to talk to people who are awake to what's going on in the world mm -hmm. based in some way mm -hmm. and i use that term very broadly again it can mean people it can mean progressives it can mean it does invite on my, on my i channel. think she's using that term to mean uh, uh, shares my position yep for sure I mean, people on the right, it can mean Christians, atheists, it's all kinds of people, but I would just say people who are reality based. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I have to even remind myself of that and say, no, we're doing another episode about, you know, this thing that seems very basic to people who are already awake, but it's not to people who are who are still in my old ideology. Yeah, this is uh, like if you take out a couple of the nouns, this is indistinguishable from conspiracy theory talk. Also, her idea of being like reality based is is kind of ridiculous because there are things that take a value judgment, period. Like they just do. You can't be reality based on everything because we don't know everything. We don't know all of reality, period. So trying to say that like, oh, I base everything on reality. Uh, all of my positions are reality based is just that's a really dumb thing to say, and it's untrue. To be fair, I don't think she made that claim, but it seems implied. It seems implied. Yeah, she's she's implying that she is she is reality based, and everyone else is fiction based. Yeah, again, very Madison Star Moon. Very Madison <laughs> Star Moon. Yep. So this week, this past week, for example, I did an episode about the difference between principles and ideology like your founding the founding principles the foundational beliefs in a belief system versus the belief system itself because mm -hmm. i think that's where if you can help people to see that i try to think about what would have helped me when i was in that world if you if you can help people to untangle their thoughts and understand the difference between um a, a fundamental truth that that's unwavering that you believe in no matter what like don't lie for example mm -hmm. um versus a political ideology or a religious ideology but wait that's a stupid one because everybody lies 
the a fundamental truth that you believe in is don't lie. That's right. a terrible example of a fundamental truth. Right. Like the, the the problem here is she's like splitting. She's like splitting a hair that can't even be split. Right. Your your principles are. I I would have a hard time distinguishing and explaining to you what the fuck the difference is between your principles and your ideology. I think your principles are built into your ideology. Like I think that they're. There may be places where the, the circles or the Venn diagram doesn't overlap, but I think it's pretty fucking close to a circle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way she's using the words is your principles are the things that you believe are true, and then your ideology is the beliefs that you have because of that. But yeah, like there's not a whole lot of separation between those things. And I mean, like don't, there's a, a big gray area in between them. And the, the, the other thing is don't lie. You're, you're, come on. People lie all the time. There, there are, there <laughs> you, there are, the, you tell harmless lies every day. Everybody lies all the time. Like you gotta, you can't just always tell the truth. Like, cause then like, yeah, like oh, go ahead. Then like, if you're, you know, like at a dinner party, they're like, oh, how do you like the wine? And you're like, tastes like shit. <laughs> no, you're like, oh, you're like, oh, I prefer whites, but this is fine. Thank you so much for the wine. Right. Like that's a, a lie. <laughs> yeah. That's a lie by omission. Right. Because first of all, if it was me, I don't like any kind of wine, but I'll just be like, oh, you know, I, I generally like beer, but this is, this is wonderful. Thank you for wine. And thank you for the dinner. Now, this is wonderful is the lie. This isn't wonderful. I fucking don't like your wine, but like, <laughs> like where is the, where is the value in telling that person that? Next time you go to the dinner party, you're like, hey, um, can you find out if people there also like beer? I wanted to bring some beer and I wanted to make sure I uh, bring some beer that everybody will like. Then next time you're at dinner, you don't you don't have to drink the wine. You brought beer. Maybe somebody else there doesn't like wine. It's like, oh, shit, I really love this fucking I really love this stout. Or maybe you give the stout to somebody who maybe didn't like it. And they're like, oh, this is great. Thanks for bringing the stout. They're lying to you now. But you know what? The dinner party goes on and everybody leaves and they're like, oh, I had a good time. And they're all telling the truth because during the process of this dinner party, people told each other little white lies to fucking keep the fucking, you know, it was a little social lubrication. Like, dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and to be clear, there are times where you should explicitly lie. Like if someone asks you straight up, like, hey, do you know anything about a surprise party for me tomorrow? You better fucking lie. <laughs> Although by that point, the cat's out of the bag, but it's not your fault. If they're just trying to probe for information, then like you giving up that information, they might just have a thought and, you know, be, be probing for information. And if you're the one who like, who, uh, like confirms their, their theory, then you're the one who gave it up. Right. So you should lie in that <laughs> scenario. I think maybe you could, you could modify that to be like, don't lie about anything important. <laughs> well, like as a, as a rule of thumb, you shouldn't lie as a rule of thumb, but like, obviously there are exceptions to that. It's not everything is a thumb, <laughs> but like also like, that's not a truth either. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? She's like, Oh, it's a truth. Like, it's a like, like maybe if you're, if your kids, or your uh, your your neighbor's kids ask you if Santa is real, you should probably lie, because <laughs> they'll your neighbors will be pretty pissed off if they were you know trying to to keep their kids believing in Santa. Right. Oh my God, there's just like so many 
so many times when like you should lie you're right <laughs> like yep <laughs> yeah like not even just it's okay to lie but you should that is the proper moral decision is lying <laughs> right like in some cases <laughs> like why do you want this job and the answer is probably well i mean nobody really wants to work but i guess i gotta work fucking somewhere you go oh i feel like this is a great opportunity for me to expand my career <laughs> options and uh and grow within your company <laughs> yeah at, in there it's like it's not immoral to not lie but like for your own benefit you should lie and you're you are expected to lie in that scenario but those questions are almost like a test to see how well you're going to be able to tell the little white lies at the office that fucking grease the wheels and fucking act as social <laughs> lubricant to make everybody not hate each other at the office right like oh did you like yep, the, pretty much did you like the muffins and you don't be like i smelled the break room and i didn't go in the break room at all <laughs> you burned the muffins you go oh i'm not you know I, I i'm trying to eat less sugar so i didn't try one but um when i heard somebody talking about them and they said they were great no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if you never lie you are probably a bad coworker. Right. probably gonna get punched in the face at a bar like <laughs> you're like this is my lovely wife so-and-so you're like she's not lovely <laughs> <laughs> okay let's keep going i thought i was gonna matter at this but this is actually just fucking this is so far this is fucking stupid <laughs> Yeah. or something and and how it's important to keep those principles primary more important than the ideology and mm -hmm. so um i guess i'm kind of rambling now but yeah i i try and i try and remember that like for me when every once in a while to keep myself accountable i'm like why am i doing this again what what is driving me and what is my goal and my goal is to help people leave the that leave the woke left not the left and as a Ooh. whole, but the woke left. Was, was, that a, was that a little bit of a Freudian slip right there? I think, yeah. And also, just a few minutes ago, she's like, you know, this stuff isn't even right or left, really. I forget which one of them said it now, because these two people are interchangeable in my mind fucking eight <laughs> minutes into this fucking thing. <laughs> Not a very interesting interview when you're having, when you don't even remember which one of them said which thing. But it could also be that these people are new to us. So. Yeah. <laughs> But at this point, they're fairly yeah, energetic. I mean, she just said like her goal is, I mean, she corrected quote unquote herself, but she just said her goal is to have people leave the left. That's. And yes, she corrected it to the woke left. But like, again, they haven't defined woke. And how do you leave? She's like, well, you have your core beliefs and your, your principles. Well, what if your principles, like your core beliefs that she says are supposed to be important? What if those align you for the most part with the woke left? Now is she asking you to abandon your core beliefs and principles to adhere to her ideology? Because that sounds like the opposite of what she was saying just fucking 10 seconds ago or 20 seconds ago in, in the video. <laughs> Especially when she has principles like don't lie. Like that is not a core principle. That's a, that's a lie. I hope that she she misspoke when she said that. I'm going to hope and and don't lie is just a lie that you're telling yourself right claiming that that's one of your core <laughs> principles then now you're lying to yourself that <laughs> yeah. i was in the cult of ideology i was in and so i've gotten lots of messages from people who have left i've also gotten messages and i get these all the time from parents 
or um, boyfriends of, you know, someone who's started to get into woke. And so there's a lot of, it seems to be a started lot of to people get into woke information on, you know, what's that one magic video or, mm -hmm. or article or book I can give to my loved one to help wake them up. And the bell curve, the sad reality is I don't think there's one thing protocols. So I just try and come at it from all angles and, and tear it apart as much as I can. What the fuck does that even mean, though? Starting to get into woke? I, this is, this is the, I was going to say this is a mile wide and an inch deep, but, but this is not even a mile wide. <laughs> How do you get into woke? Like I said, this, the, the, they're not saying anything. Is there like a is there like a meetup that I could go to? Do we uh, meet like like Thursdays, seven p.m. at the bowling alley? The woke woke meetup. I think the woke Come meetup. Get into woke. The woke meetup happens every night on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Except That's, Monday night. I'm sure she would label us as woke. Oh yeah. But yeah, I think it's really easy when you start doing this. How long have you been doing your show? Um, my first video was in October of 2023. Oh, Wait, cool. 2022. Yeah. Oh, we wow. just passed out of 2023. So it's been over a year. Let me cool. Think. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's been a while. Yeah. I think you'll find uh, sometimes it can get easy. And I think people do get pulled into just doing like with any job or something where you just sort of are like, okay, this is what I do today. And I think sometimes I, I notice that people just start talking to people who are already in agreement with them. Mm -hmm. And it's great to acknowledge those people. I mean, we all have like regulars who show up and support mm -hmm. a channel and stuff. And, but I never want to just, I never want to forget who I'm really trying to reach mm -hmm. when I talk and mm -hmm. I don't want to be cost too caustic. Because those people won't listen. I mean, on my video yesterday, I had to rein myself in because I wanted to say, how stupid are you? <laughs> and she should check out this channel. Some of the things yeah. I say on this channel are, <laughs> my God, maybe not on Wednesdays, but my God, some of the things I say on Sunday night. Oh, shit. So she wants to be like the very top of that funnel before you get to like even like Dave Rubin further down the funnel. And then, like, way at the bottom, we've got, like, Alex Jones and, like, Tucker Carlson. Also, like, somebody in the chat, I write lump in the chat, said, you know, it's kind of conceited to, like, think that people, like, in an, like, who have a belief system you don't like or have been subsumed by something similar to a cult. Like, I'm, like, you know, this is one of the, the, the places where I think I know some shit, right? I mean, how long have I been looking into Scientology? And when I make comparisons, say, between um, like conspiracy communities and cult control groups, I like make very specific comparisons. I don't just say, oh, this is exactly like Scientology, right? Like, it's, that's dumb. It's dumb. It's like reductive. It doesn't make any sense. And like, no, a conspiracy community isn't going to be exactly like Scientology. It's not going to be top down. It's going to be much flatter. It'll be much more like a, like a peer-to-peer -peer network almost, right? Like, like 
Yeah, it's like that that book that that the the, the essay of the cathedral and the bazaar, right? The Scientology is like the cathedral, but a conspiracy community is more like the bazaar. Even though both have methods of like control, um, in group in group language, ways of talking about the out group, those things are all there. But there's not necessarily somebody at the top, and there's not necessarily like in a you know something like a QAnon or maybe to keep it simple, something like the chemtrails. There's not like a religious, an overtly religious belief system there like we generally associate with cults. So like this person over here on the right, I'd, I'm going to have to maybe take a look at some of her stuff like off air. But I don't, I'm not thinking that she's going to have like good analysis of cults and control groups on her stuff. I think it's like an anti-woke. I think it's I think it's like an, probably and I'm just guessing based on what I've seen here. Um, that it's like a, it's just an anti-woke channel with like almost like a cottage core vibe <laughs> or something like that. But again, um, this is just first impressions, So I don't know for sure, but like, this is, you know, it's, it's very much like, um, that, that video we watched of, uh, Chris Shelton, that guy who used to be at Scientology on trigonometry when he just described the entire push for, uh, social justice as a cult. It's like a really shallow analysis that. And I'm guessing it doesn't ever go into specifics so that then the people that are watching who agree with her can kind of fill in the blanks, maybe with their own specifics. We'll see. We'll see. Elizabeth, here, watch this video. It's going to help you wake up. And it's some lady going, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. 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 So no, that's a really good point. I mean, that's kind of exactly it when the when the you hear the people who come from a more they're more grounded in this they've been they've been you know it's interesting like i i feel like this something i've i've said and i've thought is that i i was i'm older than a lot of the people who were indoctrinated into the woke ideology so i missed out on that i feel indoctrinated like into the woke ideology time educational foray yeah, another thing going on here is she's just taking away people's agencies to form their own beliefs right yep yeah you can't just you know agree with someone who who doesn't agree with her you have to be indoctrinated by them right it's like it 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 has no the, by this logic it has no origin point right because nobody actually thinks this <laughs> you know <laughs> so crazy like i i like i like you know, I'll, I'll probably say things like, how could anybody possibly believe that? But I mean, I don't really, I don't really mean that I don't believe people believe the things that are coming out of their fucking mouths. It's just baffling to me how they could believe that, which is a lot different yeah. than different than denying <laughs> them their agency that they, that they came up with this or that they've chosen to agree with this all on their own. <laughs> like, yeah. So this is, this is. This is absolutely like devoid of any actual analysis so far. Mind you, we're only 10 minutes in. Maybe the deep analysis comes later, or maybe it's paywalled. <laughs> Prior to going back to graduate school had been in the early 2000s. So, well, I, 2010, I left a law school program and then I didn't go to school for nine years and i went back to school into a graduate program in 2019 and i was like wow this is all different you this this woke ideology was very blatant it was very upfront 
and unabashed. And I'd been in a psychology undergrad, a clinical psych undergrad, where I'd taken some classes with the master's program prior. And this was totally different. It was a a complete focus on anti-racist ideology, on intersectionality, on the gender stuff in a way that I'd never heard before. And I did gender. Wait, is anti-racist ideology, is that bad? Well, if you're going into law, should you be a racist? Well, she was saying this is a psychology program that she's she's been in. Okay. If you're going into psychology, should you be a racist? But here's the thing. I would argue there are things that your racism won't affect. Like if you're if you're gonna be like a welder, you if if you're a racist, you probably won't have much of an effect, if any. On the on welding, your welding career. Maybe on on the welding itself, but on your career it probably will because you know, yeah, true. <laughs> you don't, you don't like yeah. weld. You don't. People don't weld in like a cave in the woods by themselves usually. You know. Yeah, true. But yeah, like if you're gonna be a a psychologist, yeah, you shouldn't be racist. But like, also, I I think she, I don't believe her. That's the other thing. Like, I just I think she may. Th- I don't think she's lying, but I don't believe her. Do you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. that that. Either she changed or she went to a different school, maybe a different university, or she went into a different part of psychology where these things are more like centered, right? I think something changed because academia does not change at the rate she's claiming it does. By its very nature, it cannot just like a barge. The most likely explanation I would think, and I'm not saying this is the explanation. I'm just saying in my opinion, it's probably the most likely is that she, her experiences were roughly the same objectively in, in these places, but she didn't notice all of what she would describe as wokeness back in 2010 because she wasn't like, primed for it by by right-wing ideology you know like by the right-wing ecosystem the right-wing uh media ecosystem telling you like you need to look out for like anytime anyone mentions race that's woke right so like if someone had mentioned race in 2010 she wouldn't have viewed it as oh that they're pushing wokeness on me whereas you know the classes were probably roughly the same in 2019 it's just now she's viewing every single time they mention race or gender or i don't know any sort of discrimination like she's viewing that as wokeness and then pushing wokeness on her right you i think you're saying she got youtube brain yeah <laughs> That seems like the most likely explanation to to her experience, because I'm I I don't think that her experience is untrue. I don't think she's being, uh, like you said, I don't think she's lying about her experience. I just think she's wrong. If that, yeah, does, that makes sense, right? Right. You don't have to lie to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the other thing is, this could just all be bullshit. I mean, why did why did she? It, it, she says I was in. She uh, she seems to have dropped out twice, which is fine. Like whatever, fucking university's not for everybody. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying shit about that, right? But hmm. she may have done poorly 
in some aspect and needed someone to blame. And so she's going to blame wokeness when in reality, like she's, you know, she seems like she seems like a smart enough lady or whatever. Maybe she's in the wrong program. Maybe she went to a school where she wasn't getting along with her peers because the age gap, maybe she went in there older and thought she was better than the fucking young people there and people didn't like her. I mean, there's any number of things that could have happened here. I think that, I think maybe she went in there thinking she was better than them because she's older than them because she sure seems to not like them. Right. Like, (laughs) uh, but again, this is, this is just really, it's really hard to know what was going on. And it, it seems like, it seems like the, you know, even in 2019, maybe even more so than now, this, this woke ideology, which is, you know, before that they were calling it SJW before that it was, you were too politically correct. It seems like this is a scapegoat when people like, just don't like the environment they're in or whatever, because their, their, their views aren't accepted by the, the institutions or their views aren't taught by the institution. And I don't know. I don't know how far left like psychology tends to lean in the universities, but you know, who who fucking knows who fucking knows i i would i would love to have her on to drill down into this stuff with her but the other side is i don't want to do that um <laughs> because um i don't like being lied to so yeah did like a psychology of gender course which wasn't woke you know wait so when was that what so, time period oh that would have been i graduated my undergrad in 2008 so it would have been in the mid 2000s oh wow so i that's weird because i was getting it and i graduated my undergrad in 2000 i'm older so did people even say woke in 2010 i think back then was sjw okay so like yeah it it wouldn't have been woke because no one was saying woke well the second lady said she graduated in 2000 thousand which would have been at that time it would have been she's too political they're too politically correct right like yeah. there's always a version of this yep not because i was a later student <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm 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 47 no 40 yeah i'm 47 i have to think about it she's the um, same age as i am i think i am too no you have to think I, about I, it I joke, too <laughs> i joke because i have to think about it I yeah think i'm 45 <laughs> okay see there yeah so that but that you're that yeah builds into my point really well because i feel she was in her 40s when she went back to a university that's going to be pretty hard i think it's going to be hard to fit in just more broadly right like i think Mm -hmm. i you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't have a hard time fitting in based on my values or whatever and you know i'm into music and stuff but i just have a hard time fitting in at a university trying to make friends there because who wants to hang out with the old guy (laughs) (laughs) yep like it's, it's yeah you're surrounded by like 20 somethings yeah some of people as low as 17 or 18 and like you're probably going to be friends with the professors because like, like that's inappropriate that's like not real well you could be friends with i suppose you could be friends with the professor that whose class isn't yours but yeah like that's 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 a fraught with problems too so like you're you know you're if you go back you're you know you find if you're not gonna you would be able to find some students in your age group but you're gonna you're gonna be probably pretty lonely i think in your 40s going back to university if it's like a place where there's a campus culture there are also universities where they're like community or commuter schools right where most people commute in Mm -hmm. 
uh, like uh, Cal State uh, East Bay is primarily a commuter school, right? There's not a big campus culture there. So that's probably a lot easier for like people that are, you know, not what we call college age. But I wonder if she went to a place where there was like, uh, like a lot of young people in a campus culture and she didn't fit in. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't woke. But then there are people who say they've been seeing this coming since the 70s. They've been seeing this coming. They definitely saw it in the 80s. They have this different perspective where they've watched this indoctrination happen. And they can point. Those people are just Eric Weinstein. That I would have thought were perfectly normal in my own childhood, where I was actually being, from their perspective, indoctrinated into this and kind of a slow boil process. And so it's just some people feel like they're very steeped in this and very aware of it and very grounded in this. And they're impatient with other people who haven't seen it yet. And I and I think that that's kind of the thing that you're you're speaking to really well. It's easy for those of us who feel confident in our, I guess, viewpoint on this to be sort of self-congratulatory and frustrated with other people who are still perpetuating the process. And like you said, it's not helpful, not necessarily helpful if it's what you're trying helpful. to do is talk to them. And I encountered this way, I mean, at the beginning, when I first started on my old show, this attitude from some people, and I never got it. I talked about it then. I'm like, there. some people have an attitude of, um, you know, you're late to the party. Mm. Like, I was at the party. Oh, no, anti-woke hipsters must be the worst. <laughs> 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 oh no it's like the person <laughs> i've been an insufferable asshole for 20 years where it's, have you been it's like the person who like when you first like you're like oh shit maybe i should that would be pretty cool to collect vinyl then you go over to this guy's house and he's like i have all the vinyl i am vinyl except for these people it's like it's like i've you know it's like it's like I've been mad at trans people before it was even an issue, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hated Ibram X. Kendi before he was even born, you know. <laughs> my heart has been filled with hate for my entire life. Where have you been? <laughs> Postmodern Prometheus. Real hipsters use the N word. <laughs> you you had to learn to hate. I was born to hate. I am hate. <laughs> like that guy you, you asked, do you party? And he's like, I am the party. <laughs> In eight, 1980 or whatever, you know, they're just, they're so hostile to new people showing up to the party. Mm -hmm. And, and I imagine they're the type I'm using a party analogy because I imagine they're the type that would do that. I'm using a party analogy because I've once been to one. Now I don't get invited anymore for whatever reason. It's probably because of wokeness. <laughs> I was not getting invited to parties way before you were not getting invited to parties. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbors all hated me way before you even moved here. <laughs> uh, dinner party. If you get there late, they're like, you're late. You can't come in or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm just like, come to the party. I thought you were supposed to show up five or what? ten. I thought you were supposed to show up fashionably late to a party. Who says you're late? You can't come in. What? Like, yeah, if you like show maybe up, maybe if you're like there after the party is over, like if you show up at 2 a.m. 
And like <laughs> the hosts are already in bed. What are you doing here? It's two a.m. Go home. I know I'm five hours late. You're like uh, six, <laughs> actually six hours late. Dinner dinner was served at nine, but we are asking people to show up at eight. Well, yeah, you show up like a little late to the party that you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. And if they, if you're at a party where the, the person invited you, they're like, oh, that's fine. I'm glad you could make it. They're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I had to work a little late. They're like, oh, that sucks. It's Friday night. You have to work, you know, and then maybe you even spark up a conversation about <clears throat> how it sucks that you have to work late on a Friday night. And then fucking people start, you know, people start commiserating over being late to shit sometimes because of work or your kids or whatever, you know, like at, like at an adult party. They don't, they don't go, you're late, don't come in. <laughs> at least not to normal people. Maybe they just didn't want her at the party. Right. If I know somebody's running late <laughs> and I like have a dinner party, I'm like, shit, there's not enough booze. Oh, fuck. That's right. Fucking, you know, Jenny or whoever. She's not here. She's always running late. Somebody called Jenny and tell her to pick up some fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> you can do the beer run. <laughs> I don't care what time you get here. Yeah. And, and it, for me, I think it's, when I look at that, it's a really dangerous human it's it's one of the dark sides of human nature to be um to be just just unkind to people because they didn't figure something out as soon as you did and it's also it's got so much resentment in it it's got so much arrogance in it it has so much um just all the things i hate it's it, it's got that sort of um like for me it 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 belies that your your true goals are not actually waking people up mm -hmm. You may they may have started off and that's what you wanted to do is to help people see your point of view and to help mm -hmm. people come around to your point of view. Maybe that's how you started, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is also like you ever heard that idea of the zealotry of the recent convert? That's kind of what's going on here too, I think. Although I'm not sure what they're converted to because so far what I've gotten is one, people need to wake up, which reminds me of something. Two, I guess uh, anti-woke hipsters are uh, a bigger pain in the ass than we knew. Who, who would have guessed? Like, that's all we've gotten out of this so far. <laughs> uh, plus, school is woke because gender. Right? some point, something else became more important to you without you realizing it. And, mm -hmm. and I would say that that's your ego, mm -hmm. your fragile ego, like some sort of fragile narcissism that sort of um but i got here first and i need to be acknowledged mm -hmm. and i need to be oh i do that but I'm, that's because i'm always right <laughs> because i'm always right like you know <clears throat> i talk about this sometimes but people like when we started the podcast they're like why are you talking about this conspiracy stuff instead of the news i'm like yo this is the news actually you're just you just don't know it yet this is gonna be a fucking problem oh shit i was right I guess I'm a fucking hipster. I'm an I got here first. It's D Dave and the media went to do this before everybody else. I'm the person she's talking about, actually. So far, so far, the only way in which I feel attacked is in this way. She doesn't like people who do that. But I don't not let people well, come to my party because of that. <laughs> you kick people out. Like, you didn't know about the party the started at eight. It's eight oh five. You are not welcome in. To be fair, if my show starts, if my show starts at eight eight, and, you, and somebody shows up at eight oh five, and the lights are white, yeah, they're actually not invited in. They come in when the lights turn red. Ah, oh, shit! I'm that person again. Are you implying that your show is a party? Um, not when the man, sometimes when the lights are red. Actually, we do throw <laughs> we throw parties now. We're throwing one tomorrow night. Uh, you know, 
people need to worship me or really listen to me or really pay attention to me because I figured this out way before they did. And it's, mm -hmm. I just, I can't stand anything about that because it turns people off. And really, then why do you have a show? The based world. I've seen that in other. Yeah, she's trying to wake up, but she's not going to lord it over them. I don't understand any, like, what are they talking about? Like a, a, a person who runs a show about trying to, to move people away from the quote woke left unquote saying i don't think people should pay attention to me i don't like it when people well that's no you're you're think no, 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 people that, should pay that, attention that, that, to just, them you're just no 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 i think you were probably so busy thinking about what you were going to say next that you missed her point she's still talking no, about go the, back she's still talking no she's still i promise you she's still complaining about the anti-woke hipsters who are like trying to lord it over people that they were an asshole in the 80s or whatever. That's yes, and she's means. saying she she hates it when people say, uh, like, you should pay attention to me. But, like, what is having your own show about it other than you saying you should pay attention to me, right? It's like, that is what she's doing. Right, but her, her... I'll repeat myself. She's still talking about the people... Who were there first she's saying that they're they su are suggesting that they should be paid attention to more because they were there first which i don't think is even happening i don't think she's being gate kept by some guy who was telling anti-gay jokes in the 80s right like, <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like she's not being gate kept by the by the dude who andrew dice clay was doing a parody of other belief systems or other, you know, communities, whatever you want to call it. I've seen mm -hmm. some people claim to be Christians who are like that, who are mm -hmm. so unkind and so judgmental and almost resentful of new Christians, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, I've known Jesus for my whole life. You just, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh gosh, what are you doing? You're turning, <laughs> you're not, well, you're not living it very well. And, and, and the same with, with us, you know, so-called anti-woke or base people, if you're like that, if you're just turning people away, it's like, what is, what's your point even? Mm -hmm. You're a great recruiter for the other side. Mm -hmm. You're a great recruiter for saying, you know, kicking people out. There is know? some chance that people just don't like her. And it really doesn't have anything to do with the way that, that you know, maybe they don't treat everyone this way. Maybe, they, maybe people just don't like her. I mean, she seems likable enough. Like, I wouldn't. You know, at a party, she seems like, again, we're back to a party. <laughs> she seems like she'd be fine at a party, right? Uh, as long as she doesn't get into her beliefs. And I feel like she might be the kind of person who would bring up her beliefs un, uh, unprovoked. Possibly. But, I mean, after a few after a few drinks, I'm that kind of person, too. Fair enough. I just think she'd bring weed. That's what I'm saying. And then I'd tell her I've been smoking weed since before you even heard of it. <laughs> Over to some place that will actually that will, accept uh, them, actually accept them or welcome them. You know, it's I, I it's it's counterintuitive to me. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. um, no, it's so, sort of ties right back into what you were saying about values versus ideology. And I think that that's something that does when, it? when I think about that, I think of process versus content or form versus substance and like what is what is for instance with with the woke stuff with anti-racism the the content is we're concerned about different treatment and outcomes for different 
racial groups. We're concerned about racial disparity and we don't think that's right. We're, we want people to have better opportunities across racial categories. Maybe, maybe that's the content. We could just, if we're being really charitable right. and reading if we're them, being really charitable. <laughs> the point of not being <laughs> anti-racist is that we think people are racist and it produces bad outcomes, but that's the charitable interpretation. HK. Yeah, if, if we're being extremely charitable, we'll just uh, we'll just believe that what they're saying is what they believe. <laughs> I guess I guess we won't assume that they have extremely nefarious intent because we're being so charitable. And by the way, that's a she's she's actually not describing anti-racism. She's just describing like n being not racist, right? No, no. She's she's. Not, <laughs> <clears throat> anti-racism is what you do after you figure that out. It's the steps yep. you take after that to try to combat racism in whatever way you can. The, she just she's at the point where people are like, oh, it looks bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, gentle way possible. But then the process that they use in order to enforce this, this anti-racist ideology, which says, uh, I don't like that you treat people badly based on race because that that belies the content of their humanity. So we're going to treat you differently based on race. And wait, what? No, we're going to wait. What? Wait, no, I'm no. sorry. What? <laughs> what? What? Oh no! Oh no! When has that ever happened? This, this is like this is like a joke. It's a joke that a friend of mine used to say. He's like, you know, you got to be racist if you notice that people are racist because you're noticing people are different races. It was clear. He was clearly joking. Right. But that's just a version of that. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're not lady. They're not. Nobody cares that you're white lady. It's fine. Some I of think, my best friends are, you know, white. I think what she's trying to say is that she's against affirmative action. Possibly. Or yeah, she's 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 trying to say that um you know a black person shouldn't have an advantage over her everything else being perfectly equal but it's the everything else being it's perfectly like, okay so you think you should have an advantage over them it's the everything else being perfectly equal part that i like disagree with though because it, it isn't she's like a pretty white lady like she's had you know what i'm saying like the, the privilege isn't yeah. just her whiteness. She's like a she's like a pretty white, a pretty pretty a pretty slim, uh, white lady who, and I assume she's, and I don't know, but I assume she's probably a heterosexual or mostly heterosexual. You know what I'm saying? Like that she doesn't. There's a lot of she's got she's got some shit going for her, is what I'm saying. You know, like that is if, <laughs> like distinct from her, distinct from just anything she's ever done. Right? She just kind of. Uh, won the lottery when she was born in a lot of ways even if like even if let's say she wasn't born into money because i don't i don't know who she is right i know nothing about her um but just she's got like all these advantages based on the the things we've constructed in our society and she's like well i don't want anybody not liking me because i'm white and i'm like i don't, I don't think that happens to you um i'm not i'm pretty sure that like uh Pretty sure that like uh, what some white people do just fine is what I'm saying. Sometimes white people do just fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I, I do think that she's spe specifically talking about affirmative action, and she's just really 
like straw manning what affirmative action is. It becomes this really like snake eating its tail sort of process that undermines the content. I prefer the I prefer the bad analogy of uh, a self licking ice cream cone. Absolutely, <laughs> we're going to get into yeah. Fundamentally, what's wrong with woke or social justice, and mm-hmm. that's one of the most basic things is that it it doesn't even abide by its own stated principles. Mm-hmm. So, as an ideology, as a belief system, it does have these stated, you know, tenets of belief, these stated principles, and and one of them which is a good one to have is racism is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's wrong to treat people differently on the basis of race. We want to end racism. That's how they get a lot of well-meaning people attracted to it. People who want to do good, especially young women get pulled into it because they want to do good and they believe it's what it says it is. Like this Mm -hmm. is about ending racism or sexism or homophobia, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But then it tells you, and this is where principles is so important because if, if you don't have a principle, you'll go wherever the ideology pushes you. And so then it tells you, okay, now in order to do that, in order to end racism, in order to stop treating people differently on the basis of race, we're going to have to treat people differently on the basis of race. So they're conflating uh, <clears throat> racism with uh, uh, individual acts of discrimination. People do that all the time. Racism is structural. Discrimination is uh, personal and individual. Uh, yes, actually, if you're going to change a racist system, somebody's got to put their thumb on the other side of that fucking scale. I'm sorry. You, the, how else do you fucking change it? It's like, well, you yeah. know, we want the car to be going 30 miles an hour, but we don't really want to have to use the brakes or friction or and basically any any um, method by which you would um, reduce the speed of something from 40 to 30 miles an hour, because that's just discrimination against the 40 mile an hour speed. <laughs> it's like, yo, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess. I mean, if you, re- if you want to talk about it that way, yeah, you got to put your thumb on the scale on the other side. Like how, how what the fuck else are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So like you were saying there, there is structural racism and to solve structural racism, you might have to treat individuals differently based on their race. In some circumstances, in like limited circumstances, sure, I suppose. You know what I'm saying? It, it gets real muddy, though, because it's like it, it's the conflation of the system and the individual where <clears throat> where you just like you can't make that. It's if you make that comparison in this way, you end up going down a rabbit hole because it's some of it's counterintuitive and and it's not necessarily going to be to the disadvantage actually of the the people at the top of the layer cake or whatever because the down the road maybe there's a more equitable society and everybody there's like going to be less like strife in your society and so that's good for everyone so it's like i don't know i i i'm I'm kind of, I think the thing we're struggling with here is that these people are not saying what they mean because they're not saying anything. Well, I think again, they're, they're just bashing on affirmative action, but what they're missing is that the idea behind affirmative action is that if you are a, 
a minority that inherently makes it harder for you systemically, you know, to within the system of the United States, within the system we've set it up, we've set up, it makes it harder for you to achieve a goal in academia that someone else who is not that minority it, than someone else who is not that minority would would be to achieve that goal. You know what I mean? I mean, like I would it, just add it is harder for you because you're a, a minority than for someone who wouldn't be that minority. I would just say that it tends to do that, that it, and all, yeah. it, that it, it doesn't, it won't do that in all cases, but it will tend to do that. Yeah. I mean, cases. I'm talking to hypothetically in this case where everything else is perfectly equal. Which doesn't happen in reality. But, um, but don't yeah. worry. And this is where the cult programming comes in. Don't worry. It's not racism because we've redefined racism. Here's the new definition. So technically, you don't have to worry because this is just prejudice. It's not prejudice plus power. Mm -hmm. And But so that's not. Wait, this. she has no idea what. First of all, no. She's not. This is not. This has nothing to do with like cult and control group programming. I mean, there's a way in which language is controlled. But it's this isn't this isn't this is a real sh this is a shit example. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because like, like I just don't want to spend it. This is not a great example. Um, she could have come up with the love bombing. That would have, she could have maybe made that argument. She's like, Oh, we're just redefining this word. Well, no, they're the racism. The way I think about it is different than discrimination because I think racism is the structure and the discrimination is on the individual level. I don't, I don't think that like we're redefining words. I think we're, we're being more specific. I think racism is different than a person being a racist. I think racism is an ideology and a system, whereas a person being racist is just a person who discriminates, a bigot, and that's different. <clears throat> I, I, I'm, <clears throat> and again, I think I think one of the things I'm struggling with here is they're really not saying a lot. It's all like. It's all kind of like meta analysis, but the problem is there's no uh, there's no analysis for them to be analyzing. I guess like so, you, like it's a meta analysis of nothing, almost. If that <laughs> if that makes like sense here, and it's interesting again that she's talking about like cult and control group dynamics to the extent that she's even said anything about it, because they're definitely talking to their in group and using the lingo of the in group here. A hundred percent. And this is going to, it's for a good end goal of ending racism, right? Now, if you don't have that principle already laid out in your life where, where you say, no, this is inflexible. I, you don't treat people differently on the basis of race. That's wrong. If you don't have that principle, you'll go where the ideology pulls you. And if it pulls you to a place that turns. Well, it just means that like you are okay with the, the result the results of historical systemic racism, right? Wouldn't that be what that means? This is, huh, this is another one that people are going to be like, well, Dave's going to do the thing. This is uh, the fucking, this is like a very neoliberal uh, way to look at the world. This is the, the, well, I don't like racism and I have, you know, fixed myself and that's and I have the principle and that's just to the to the exclusion of systemic analysis again it's like the um it's it's uh, oh, oh sometimes a way that uh like uh, 
conspiracy-driven activist communities work. It's about waking up the individual, not changing the system. And so this is this is rampant in like uh, like shitty yoga communities where they're like, oh, we don't really do politics here. Just just get right with yourself and with the universe and everything will be just fine. It's a version of that. And it's like, it's, it, it's to the exclusion of any analysis of the system, any analysis of uh, what pressures and what burdens are being put on people and what benefits people have as a result of the system. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty slippery and manipulative thing that I don't think most people know that they're doing it when they're doing it. But yeah, it's this very like individualistic, it's a very American way to look at the world. If you think about it, we're supposed to be a nation of rugged individuals and all that shit. Right. <laughs> so this is a very American way to look at the world. And yeah, I put somebody in chat was like, Oh, Dave's doing the thing. Yeah. It's a thing. I stole it from, um, I stole it from the conspirituality guys and, uh, in some part from, uh, Naomi Klein. I'm sorry. Can't sing no song that ain't been sung before. Social justice, whatever you want to call it does. It pulls you to a place where it gets you to behave in exactly the opposite way of what it is you think you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why I call it evil, because it takes these well-intentioned people, a lot of times young people or young women, and it turns them into fit soldiers for the very thing they think they're fighting. Mm-hmm. How evil is that? Mm-hmm. You're out there in the streets. Some of these, sometimes I look at, you know, young people at these um at any kind of woke protest, really, around any of these identity categories. And I know that they think they're... Wait, a woke protest around an identity category? Does she mean like the gay rights movement? Is that a woke protest? yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, we're... I think we won, somehow, with this bad tactic that made us, I suppose, abandon our principles. But we won... To some extent, things are getting bad again, but you know, we got gay marriage and shit. You know, you got to get it. We'll, we'll take the W there, I suppose. You know, in the cities, even in the cities in what we call red states, people are a lot more accepting of uh, gay people. Even Republicans, uh, when polled, are more accepting of uh, like cis gay people. And it sort of depends on how um, heteronormative presenting they are, I think. You know what I mean? Like, but like, what is she? How does she think these things? How does she think all this stuff changed? Like, did, did people just rely on their first principles and change their minds they're like oh well again it's the individual she's like oh well you know we, we need to we we all need to have our our first principles this is this idea of deontology uh versus uh, consequentialism it's like well if i just apply my first principles and i'm like well what if your first principles are flawed what if your first principles <laughs> make a lot of fucking dumb assumptions like like mm-hmm. how did you did your first principles come to you from on high or did you come up with them yourself? And if you came up with them there yourself, then how are they distinct from your ideology? Yeah. Wow. Wow. These. This is like. And this is. This is like one of the most stark examples of one of the things that 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 I've been uh, thinking about. Maybe kind of a lot the last six months. I think it's 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 pretty. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm shocked, but I'm a little surprised it came up uh, here this usually doesn't come up here but here we are good they think they're out there doing good i'm out here ending racism or sexism or homophobia right and it's like how evil is it 
that that person is a puppet for the very thing they think they're opposing. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, it really is. First of all, I don't think people that are out there like protesting, like, for example, if like uh, if they think the police department's racist, I don't think they're out there protesting thinking, well, shit, I'm going to end racism. I don't think that's what people think. I don't think people are so delusional. They think they're just going to go to some protests and end racism. I think the people at the protest, you know, they, you may ask 10 different people and kind of get 10 different responses or whatever. But I think like the overall idea maybe of a protest is to just like try to get a particular thing to change so that things just get a little bit better in your community. Probably get a cop fired who's fucking shooting people or get the police chief fired because they're covering up for the fucking cops that are shooting people or who knows you know what i'm saying there <clears throat> i don't think the pe- i i don't think the people that are there <clears throat> even like the very young people i don't think they're so naive that they think they're just going to end racism i feel like people are i feel like people are kind of aware of the water they're swimming in and that you can't you can't just <clears throat> you're not going to get the fucking you're not going to get the the river to start flowing the other way just by protesting. I don't think I th- I think people are uh, I think people are generally smarter than she's giving them credit for. And the people that do think that they're going to go out there and and protest and end racism, like that's not a bad goal. That's naive, but it's not bad. That's really a good point. And I think it's easy to forget because I think that this this process of anger and resentment, it breeds more of itself. And as you see somebody who's like the classic libs of TikTok video of this person who's just belligerently, smugly, arrogantly pushing something that you think is false and stupid. On- Wait, belligerent and smug are almost all, smug is the opposite of belligerent. Generally, you're not belligerent and smug at the same time. <laughs> also, the classic libs of TikTok video. Yeah, that's usually just her like going up to, but not necessarily calling somebody the F word. Essentially, like. It's like some teacher with blue hair and a rainbow flag in their class talking about how they're nice to their queer students. And now the mask is off, by the way. Somebody in chat just said that. Now the mask is off for this lady. She's a fan of libs of TikTok. Like, you could be concerned with the excesses of what these people call identity politics and, and then recognize that libs of TikTok is doing a very insidious version of identity politics. Yep, doing a fascism. Yes, yes, doing a doing a hate. The viewer, it it breeds that same response in the viewer, and it oh, becomes yeah. this like feeding frenzy. Yes. It feels like the anger just begets more anger, and so it's hard to remember that sometimes. To remember to look at them as just people who are really have gotten into this because they wanted to uphold something that they thought was important. Right. Well, since you mentioned that kind of person like mm-hmm. on lives a TikTok, the kind that we mm-hmm. often see is belligerent and angry and i've seen this people in real life at protests mm-hmm. i will add this caveat i don't think everyone in social justice or woke has good intentions or is a mm-hmm. good person mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. know however you want to phrase it i remember watching this video of brett weinstein's early on it was <laughs> <laughs> told you youtube brain <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> wow. Uh. <laughs> Maybe 2000 
17 or 18. It was around the time I was starting to leave the woke world and figure things out. Mm. And it was called um, something about the magic trick was the name of it. It's been a while since I've watched it. But in it, he talked about the two different kinds of, I don't think he used the term social justice warrior. Maybe he did, but I viewed it as that's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. The two different kinds of personalities or people in this sort of movement of mm -hmm. a bad ideology. Mm -hmm. And he said, there's, there are the useful tools. Um, and then there are the bad actors and the useful tools, the way I view it, they're, they're the naive people. They are often well-intentioned. Um, they can start to go bad. The longer in a bad ideology, you can just become a bad actor. You can, because mm -hmm. I think it changes you in as a person mm -hmm. over time. But there are people in it who are useful tools. And I do think of those people as naive and well-intentioned. And those are the people I try to reach. Mm -hmm. The bad actors, they know what it is. And, and they don't actually, they're not. Wait a minute. She's like, I found a group. I'm, I found the group of people that I think are easy to manipulate. Now I'm going to try to manipulate them. <laughs> I think that's what she's saying. She's also, this is like, <clears throat> this is, this is the idea of a useful idiot, essentially. Yeah. Also like, so she's saying there are only two people, or I guess she's quoting Brett Weinstein saying there are only two kinds of people on the left. The people who are naive but well-intentioned and the people who have malicious intent. Um, so there's no one that could know exactly what they're doing and think that what they're doing is right. Or would they just be the naive ones then? <laughs> That's I think that's the naive ones. Again, this is like okay. So if you if you disagree with me, if you know that you disagree with me, you're malicious. But if you don't know that you disagree with me, you're naive. Is that what I'm understanding? I'm it, confused here. It's which it, one are we? Are we malicious or naive? Oh, malicious. Okay. Oh, did malicious. I know I was malicious? Did I do I know what I'm doing? What is the the what is the tagline of your podcast? What does it say under the name? <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> but again, this is just <clears throat> so they're they're saying that that you know there's a group of bad actors who have uh, you know um, agency, and then there's another group of people who doesn't. So they're taking away. They're like just trying to suggest that like a good number of the people that don't agree with them just uh, have their had their agency taken away from them or never had any to begin with. And this is absolutely. Just it's a very arrogant and um, it's a very arrogant way to kind of <clears throat> view people who don't share your views. They're like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. And I mean, that's fine if somebody's yeah. like six or seven. They're like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. They're just a kid. Yeah, that's fine. But these are like, you know, by the time somebody's like in at a university or whatever, I think that generally they're going to have, you know, by the time somebody's like 18 or 20 or something, they're going to have a pretty good idea what the fuck they're doing. Like, yeah. It's, they sincerely believe that this ideology is going to end racism and sexism and they want to do good. Like, no, they're in it because they want power, money or fame. Mm -hmm. um, they're using it. They know exactly what it is or they don't care. They don't care mm -hmm. about ending oppression. They just want to be the ones. I'm sorry. If you want like you know, power, money and fame, being a leftist is the wrong path. Um, Maybe the, she might be. Yeah, trying to say that it like would make them popular. 
I guess. I just find it interesting. This is all very interesting to me. Um, not because they're saying anything. It's just the <clears throat> the way that they phrase everything and stuff. It's really interesting that she claims to be like a, um, uh, interested in um, stopping like cults. <laughs> she first was complaining that the other anti-woke people aren't even love bombing her, which is weird. Um, you would not want that. Uh, but I guess she does. And <clears throat> I think that's, yeah, this is, I don't know. It's, 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 we're, we're, we're at an hour and 26 minutes. So what we're going to do is, um, we're going to, we're going to stop watching this, um, all right. Frustrating <laughs> thing here. Man, they didn't, but, uh, if I'll, I'll give a little bit of advice. If you're after power, money, and fame, just cozy up to a right wing billionaire and then tell them like, Hey, you give me millions of dollars and I'll, I'll go on, you know, I'll, I'll create a, a new right wing media channel that'll, funnel people into exactly your beliefs so <clears throat> i uh i think it's hard to get famous by doing that too i think that's sort of the luck of the draw um because not everybody can uh, pull that off i i <clears throat> i do you know i see a lot of people and it's not just these people talking about wokeness or whatever but i and it's also it's also people sort of who are that covers similar stuff that I do that are real quick to compare everything to a cult. Right. And I think that that's, I think it's, a, you, you, if you oversample for that, you're, you're, you're going to end up sounding stupid. A lot of the time, if you're going to talk about this stuff and talk about, you know, the tactics that uh, cults and control groups use, you need to be real specific about which tactic you're talking about and who's doing it and how. Cause you just start like, Oh, this is a, this is like a cult. It's like a cult ideology. It's like a cult ideology. This is like a cult. It's like, you're like now a cult you're now, and now you don't even mean anything. Now you're not <laughs> saying fucking shit, right? You're, you're not saying yep. nothing. Now you're just everything I don't like is a cult. And it's like, well, no, 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 no. We, we talk about, you know, you could just say you don't like them or you think they're wrong. Like you start, you start calling everything a cult and now nothing's a cult, right? Like, it's like, if everybody's famous, no one's famous or whatever. If everybody's rich, no one's rich. Well, that, that might, I, I don't believe that because I don't believe in money really. But, um, <laughs> like it's, it's it, a lot of people are starting to oversample for it. And, um, I don't want this lady. I want, I don't want the lady on the right. I do not want her to find like if the worst thing in the world for her right now would be to find the anti-Scientology community. Because then she would like literally think she's a fucking expert because she listens to a bunch of dumb fucks who got out of a cult, never did the work to like, you know, uh, heal their trauma and instead decided to just be a cult expert. And so like, I, I'm just, maybe I'm even uh, guilty of not, you know, kind of poking people like, oh, I mean, I poke plenty of people, but that's different. Um, Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of not reaching out to people. Like when they start comparing stuff to a cult, like in private and being like, Hey, you know, if you want to make this comparison, I, I think it's important that you, um, draw, you know, specific, uh, sp specific parallels between specific kinds of behavior instead of like over generalizing, um, like this. Um, I wouldn't bother with the lady on the right. Cause I, I think she's just trying to grift. I think the lady on the right be trying to grift. I get the I get the impression that the lady, like they're like they're uh, they're um 
the 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 you know, the thing she used where one person uh, is just naive. I think the one on the left is just naive, and I think the one on the right's a grifter. I think they if if we were going to separate them into their two mm. kinds of people, that's just vibes based though. I don't know anything about either of these people. I just know that their analysis was again. I was going to say a mile wide and an inch deep, but it's not even a mile wide. They just I don't even know what the fuck. If somebody had to ask me to summarize what we just watched, I'd be like, I don't know. I think they were uh, glad that they were having the conversation. And uh, the lady on the left, uh, or one of the one, well, now they're interchangeable again. One of them didn't get invited to parties. <laughs> I would say, like, I don't ascribe to that idea of there's only two kinds of people on each side. Like, I don't think either of them are grifters. And I don't think either of them are naive either. I think they know what they're doing. Uh, and I think their values are horrible. And that's, you know, they're trying to spread their horrible values. Like they would disagree that their values, their values are horrible. But, you know, to me, this idea of like, we must protect the status quo. The status quo can't be racist. Uh, you know, that maybe that's not exactly how they would put their values, but that's how I see their values playing out in the the kinds of uh, policies that the the thing that they're doing leads to. Fair enough. I was just trying to use their 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 model. I don't know if no. I believe the thing I just said or not. That's because I've, you know, <laughs> I've entered the marketplace of ideas in bad faith. <laughs> and I'm here to uh, take people out of context and uh, just rudely insult people. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was bullshit. But I think we're gonna have to take another look at that channel. And um, I think we may be uh, delving into some weird Gamergate-like uh, incidents in the uh, knitting community in the future. Because <laughs> um, knitting drama. What I my. What I gathered uh, from chat is that the, the the gal on the right was in was uh, part of the knitting drama. So really, that's what I gathered from chat. I don't I don't know for sure. I wasn't <clears throat> looking that closely. I, that's just what I gathered. People were alluding I to really that in want chat. To know more. Yeah. Well, well, we will. But <clears throat> okay. obviously, uh, one of us has to look into that, which means I have to look into that. Um, <laughs> you want to close the show out? All right. Thank you for tuning in. We do this show every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash Media. If you'd like to check out our other shows, you can do that at echoplexmedia.com. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash echoplex, or you can support us at our store, eplex.store. If you're listening live, stick around for After the Song, where we turn the lights red and we, we keep the show going. Uh, if not, thank you for listening to the podcast. And here is Boomers by Periscope.